Welcome to the Runners Who Wine podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole, a certified personal trainer, runner, and self-proclaimed wine connoisseur. And with me is the always amazing Anne-Marie. She's a DVRT master instructor, fellow runner, and wine lover. This podcast is your jam if you're looking for authentic, unfiltered product reviews, information on all things running, and real talk regarding everything that fuels our runs, including a big old glass of wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. Welcome to episode two of the Runners Who Wine podcast. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hi, Nicole. How's it going today? It is going lovely, also because I have uh, a glass of wine, a bottle of wine, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking today? Per usual. Um, Okay, so it took me a minute to figure out how to pronounce this, um, but it's called Rockus. It looks like Rachie, like you would pronounce it Rachie's, but it's called Rockus, and it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, but apparently, Rockus is the biological term used to describe the stem of a grape. In its own unconventional way, the winemakers think it be- can be quite a beautiful thing, which is why they named the uh, the wine Rockus. Interesting. Yes. Love that little background, a little bit of knowledge on wine. Yeah, right? I'm educating you on wine and running. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Um, I have a Malbec. It's called Decino. It's from Argentina, 2015. And it has a little bit of a lengthy description, but I'm going to read it anyway. Please do. It says, uh, Malbec has thrived in Argentina since the 1800s when cuttings were transplanted from their original home in France. Now considered among the world's most distinguished red wines, Malbec flourishes in Mendoza, Argentina's most highly respected fig... Wow, I can't even pronounce that word. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, they supply Decino Malbec from old-growth vineyards in Mendoza. Vines grow in fertile soil rich with old mineral deposits irrigated by heavy winter snowmelt from the Andes glaciers. Sounds very in-depth. That does sound very, it sounds very rich. It sounds rich. Yeah, it says it's a rich wine, actually. With an inviting bouquet of stone fruit, a hint of coffee complements the blueberry spice and chocolate flavors. Oh my goodness, those are like three of my favorite things. Blueberries, chocolate, and what was coffee? Yes. Coffee, yeah. (laughs) Yummy. Um, Well, I will take a picture of this label and put it in the show notes. So if anybody wants to try Designo Malbec, they can find it. It has a very, um, very clean label with a little seal on it. It looks, looks legit. Oh, very cool. But uh, anyway, so today it is, uh, well, technically we're recording this on New Year's Eve, actually, uh, last day of 2017, but this will be going live in January and we're going to be talking today about how to stick to your running resolutions. Yes. Um, Why don't you get us started, Nicole? Um, Because I know we've talked recently about some of our 2018 goals, um, but what are your resolutions for this year? Yeah, so I think we touched upon it uh, in our first episode, but uh, One of my big running resolutions is to get back some of my speed. So really Mm -hmm. start incorporating some speed training into my runs and hopefully trying to snag a new PR in the half marathon. That's my big goal. Um, I also want to 
do a few more races this year than last year. Last year, I only did a handful and, um, you know, I don't want to be doing a race every single weekend, but you know, maybe one big one a month or every other month would be nice. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm, I'm sharing some similar goals. Uh, I also, my running or my race schedule was a little sporadic last year. I, or this, I guess this year, but, uh, I was sick and I just, I wasn't racing as much. So 2018, I'm really looking to uh, race a little bit more often, like you said, maybe once a month. And um, I want to pick either a new distance to race um, and, and train for, which I have yet to decide. <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> should do that considering we're in the last day of this year. Um, uh, also, I kind of want to start trail running. Oh. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of my goals for the year. That's a good one. There are um, actually a bunch of trails in my new neighborhood uh, that I have yet to really explore. So maybe I'll do that with you. Oh, that would be fun. I wish I lived close. See, the problem where I live is like you can only run trails like when there's not three feet of snow, which we currently <laughs> have. So you have to kind of keep your training to like the spring and fall time, uh, obviously the summer, but. That's true. Yeah. And also yeah. trail running doesn't really go hand in hand with speed work because you actually have to run a little slower on trails. Since oh my God. My, no, my, my trail speed, I feel like a turtle. Like I'll look down and I'm like, God, oh, I must've gone four miles and I've gone like a mile. <laughs> <laughs> but so it'll be interesting. Kind of educating myself on trail running is, is going to be one of my goals. So yeah. Yeah. So, what are, um, so what are your plans for how are you going to help yourself kind of stick to those goals? So I think the most important thing, and this isn't either, it doesn't matter what uh, your end goal is, but it, well, to be realistic, right? So I'm not going to sign myself up for a, a 10K trail race without ever preparing for something like that. Um, so I think being realistic, starting out smaller, maybe like a 5k, maybe an easier or a less technical as they would call it, um, trail run or trail race. Um, so being realistic, but also training for it. Um, so coming up with a schedule has always been, um, really important to me because I'm self-motivated, but as far as like sticking to specific workouts, I need to have them written out in advance so that there's that like question mark of like, what am I doing today? Like, should I do this? Should I do that? Um, is kind of taken out of the equation. Um, that being said, I think it's important to be flexible too, because there's going to be days that maybe I'll have a trail run scheduled and it's like pouring rain out and it's just not conducive um, to that. So having a backup plan and being flexible, I think is also really important to, um, to achieving your goals. Yeah, I think that's all great. I'm actually the same way. I need to write things down and, you know, even in this digital world that we live in, I have my digital mm. calendar of everything, but I need to write stuff down on a physical calendar. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's nice to just see it right in front of me when I walk into my office every morning or when I walk into my gym, I have it on my little calendar, but there's also a satisfaction in crossing things off. Yes. <laughs> I love being able to just take a pen and check it off my list. Um, I totally agree. And I think to add on to that journaling or like you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but those running journals that you see, like those believe journals, I, when I was in like true training modes, I was doing my best when I had one of those and I can, 
I can write and say like I did, you know, my three mile tempo run today and this was my speed and, and like I can document what I've done each day so that when I go back, say to the next training cycle, I can see what did I do? What did I do? Right. What could I improve upon? Where did I make mistakes? Um, just so that you can build upon that. So I think just like you said, the satisfaction of writing it down and even crossing it off and your check mark or whatever and saying, I did this. Um, it, it keeps you motivated to the next, you know, part of your goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for anyone out there that has, you know, maybe you just want to start running, maybe that's your resolution this year. Um, I would say my, my biggest thing is exactly what Anne-Marie was saying is to, you know, give yourself that goal race, sign up for it so that you know what you have to work toward and then make a plan. If you Mm -hmm. just kind of randomly, if you just say, oh, you know, I'm going to run three days a week and, you know, I'll just wake up and if I feel like running, I'll run. You likely, I hate to say it, but you probably won't stick to that. Right. But if you give yourself a sort of training plan, if you write things down, if you're that type of person, um, it'll really help you, you know, wake up and see what you have to do that day and it'll help you get out there and do it. It'll give you a plan to stick to. Absolutely. Um, it, it keeps you accountable. And I think another thing that will help you stick to your goals and to keep you accountable is to find a support system. Absolutely. Um, when I first started running, I didn't have those physical running friends. So I found my support system via Instagram. Um, so even if it, even if it's a virtual, you know, running community that you're finding other, like I'm searching hashtag like trail runners or something, um, and just kind of posting my trail runs or commenting on theirs and they're getting, giving me encouragement for going out there and doing it. Um, I think that's important. Um, and then if you can find runners to connect with locally or you have like group training runs, maybe part of your fear would be like, I don't want to run on the trails alone. That sounds like a dangerous thing. Um, you know, finding a group to do that with so that you can still achieve your goals without it becoming something like scary or frightening or using it as an excuse not to do it. Yeah, I think, um, that's great. And actually to build on that, my first race was the New York city half and I didn't have any running buddies at the time or anyone to, you know, hit, you know, train with, I guess, but I did, I was running it for charity and I was, you know, reaching out to a lot of people to help donate to the cause that I was running for. And that really motivated me knowing that so many people had donated to my cause so that I could run the race. Right. That if I didn't train well, and if I wasn't able to run the race, I'd be almost letting all of those people down. Yeah. So that definitely helped hold me accountable and got me out there for all my training runs and got me, you know, through the race into the finish line. So even if you don't have someone, just like you're saying, someone physically to be there with you, um, it's great to, you know, tell, tell someone what you're training for, you know, make them, you know, hold you accountable. If you have someone that every time you see them, even if you see them every two weeks and they say, how's your training going? You don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I gave up on it. <laughs> right. And you and you and I think people do end up giving up on it because they're not setting realistic goals. They're saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a half marathon when they haven't even run three miles. So instead of you know, it doesn't even have to be a a distance, it can just be I'm gonna start running and I'm gonna run three times per week. And even if those two of those three runs are only for twenty minutes, like that's you're still building upon something you 
you know, you weren't already doing and you're working towards your goal. Um, and I think, you know, finding that support system saying like, Hey, I did it. I did 20 minutes. And somebody's like, yeah, that's amazing. And then, you know, somebody even challenges you and says like, all right, you know, try 25. And they're like, yeah, I can do that. So it could just be baby steps. Um, but having that support system, it helps way more than you think it will. And I know that it's scary to put yourself out there and to put your goals out there. But once you do, you find that other people are in the same boat as you. Yeah. And uh, I actually think that another great way to motivate yourself and have that support system is actually to hire a running coach. Um, yes. Even if you're not training for a race, even if like you're saying, you just want to start running a little more, run three days a week or start slowly increasing mileage or time that you're running, having a running coach to one, make you a plan because <laughs> yeah. let's be right. honest, making a plan is not always the easiest thing. So having mm-hmm. someone to make that for you and tailor it to your specific goals and your specific, you know, paces and type of running is great. And also that person will be there to check in with you and, and make sure that you're doing what you're doing and give you any tips and advice along the way. Not to mention, you're probably going to be spending money on a running coach and that in itself will help motivate you to, you know, make the money worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Much like when you were saying you raise money for charity, when you're doing something or taking money from somebody or giving money to somebody that, that kind of motivates you to stick to, to your goal. Um, and another thing that I think you talked about last time was really fueling properly, um, which I don't think a lot of people consider when they're talking about their overall goal. But if you're not fueling the right way, so either on your training run or once you get back, you your body might break down and say, I can't do this when in reality, it's just because, you know, you're not fueling it with what it needs to achieve your goal. So, um, you know, your food choices can throw you off track and staying hydrated is super important as well. So it's like a whole picture. It's not something as simple as like, I'm going to run three miles and like, you know, let's go uh, eat a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Although Although hamburgers are delicious. (laughs) Yeah, they are. I also think giving yourself some sort of goal gift. Um, I love giving myself goal gifts where I say, you know, if I stick to my running plan for the entire month, then I can get this little gift for myself, whether it's a massage or a new, you know, notebook to jot things down in, or even a new piece of running gear. Um, if I need new shoes or a new sports bra or something like that, um, that's a great way to kind of motivate yourself too. There are all kinds of ways you can do that. You can, you know, after every run, put a little money aside, like maybe put a dollar aside for every mile right. that you ran Oh yeah, that's uh, and okay. use that money toward something nice for yourself. Yeah. Um, I think I did that at first just because like when I first started running, I had like maybe a pair of running shoes and like, I think I was running in like cotton yoga pants and, you know, cotton tank tops or t-shirts, but slowly but surely when I was getting into it and I had really dedicated myself to achieving, you know, my goal, I was like, all right, I deserve to have, you know, compression tights and I deserve to have better running socks, you know, just because you are spending so much of your time trying to achieve it, having those, um, pieces of gear makes a difference and it also rewards you and motivates you to continue going. So absolutely. And I know for, for those of you that would like to have a running buddy and maybe don't know where to even go about finding one, maybe none of your friends are into running, maybe your spouse isn't into running, 
Um, but mine you, isn't. you want, yeah, mine's not either. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried and failed. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yep. but if you want to find someone to kind of get out there with, you know, to say, you know, let's meet at seven o'clock for a run. And if you think that would help you get out of bed and, and get those miles in, then go on, you know, meetup.com and see if there's a running group around or see if you can start one. Um, go through your Instagram and find people that are using, you know, if, I live in Austin, so I might want to look up like Austin Runner as a hashtag right. and see if there's anyone around that you might want to meet up with and start running with. Um, yeah, most communities, like running communities, do have their own hat. I think we're like three run five here, um, or like run the cube <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and then something else that you touched upon um, that now I'm I'm totally having a moment of like. I can't remember. I swear I haven't drank that much wine yet. But um, I think it's super important to just stay motivated. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Like like you said, having that running group, like just starting one, I did that where I live. Like I, it was, Syracuse was too far for me to drive to like meet up with people. So I actually started a small running club. And it was like maybe two of us at one time. But it, it motivated them to get out there and it motivated me. Um, so it's, that's super important. Um, just to have a a buddy to say like, let's do this because you're not going to, if you've already committed to it, you're less likely to bail on them. Right. Even if you want to. (laughs) And you know, another small thing that I do, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to motivate myself to get out for a long run, especially now that it's winter and it's cold and I know that I'm saying this to you Anne-Marie when you have three feet of snow outside and it's frigid in Syracuse (laughs) and cold in Austin is like you know 50 degrees but um, (laughs) but I always tell I tell my fiance the the day before like tomorrow I have to do my long run and I have to wake up and I have to do it and don't let me not do it right and I wake up and you know I'm having breakfast and almost always he's like are you gonna do your long run (laughs) and I'm like That's good. That's awesome. Cause I like, I will do the same thing and I'll like speak it into existence. And I'm like, well, today I'm going to do this. And tomorrow I'm going to run around this time. And my husband's always like, just do it. You don't need my permission. I'm like, I'm speaking it into existence to hold myself accountable. Stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop making me feel bad. Um, so, but I do the same thing. Like I kind of say it out loud just to hold myself accountable. Like I've already said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I've done in the past, uh, not, well, it depends, I guess, on what the temperature is like outside, but I'll sometimes like sleep in my running clothes. <laughs> so weird. like, no, I know that sounds really weird. And I've, I've said it out loud or maybe I, like on the blog to people before they're like, you literally sleep in your running clothes. Like I don't mind sleeping in a sports bra. So if I have like a sports bra and a tank top on and like, all I need to do is like put on my leggings or if it's like really cold out, like and I'm already wearing them, I just literally have to put on, like, a pair of, you know, socks, my shoes, put my hair in a bun, and get out the door. So it just kind of is that, especially when it's cold out, that less, one less thing you have to think about at, you know, 5 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, absolutely. And and it it just, it saves you time. Mm -hmm. And getting, I, Speaking of being up at 5 a.m., like, I, because I have kids, my schedule, like, I can't just run during the middle of the day. Um, so a lot of the times I'm up super early. And in order to achieve my goals, I have to make that time in the morning. And I will say that I prefer 
getting it done and over with and I feel much more accomplished and it helps my day be more productive getting it out of the way first so I'm exactly the same way and I have the complete opposite kind of schedule as you I yeah I freelance so I kind of make my own schedule but I like waking up in the morning when when Will gets up I get up and Mm -hmm. getting my run in or workout or whatever it is that I'm doing that day first thing um, not only because if I don't do it first thing, I know I won't do it later, right. but also because it gives me energy for the day. And yes. like you said, I feel so accomplished and I just feel ready to get everything else done. And I don't have my workout looming over me. You know, I can work out, right. I can shower, I can eat, and then I'm ready. Yeah. It sets the, it sets the tone for the day. It makes you more productive. It gives you more energy. And then you're not like sitting there like, well, God, I got to go do this. And I don't want to do it now. Cause I'm really hungry and I'd rather eat lunch, <laughs> which is how I get. <laughs> I am always thinking about food. So, <laughs> as any runner is, I feel like. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah, I mean, I know not everybody is a morning person. And if you have the schedule that allows you to go for a run or a workout during lunch or go for a run or a workout after work, that's amazing. But just make that schedule the time and make schedule it. it make it a priority. Don't make it a, well, if I have time today, I might because you won't. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime you, if you really want to get something done, you can usually make it happen. Obviously there's instances like being sick or like an emergency with your kid or something is different. But like if I think you're saying once you've scheduled it in, it's no different than you scheduling in a business meeting, like treat it like it's part of your, you don't want it to feel like a job, but treat it like it's, a priority. It's something that you have to get done and you want to get done. So, um, you know, and making that time for yourself, don't feel guilty about it. Um, I know that's a, it's a mom thing. Well, I could be doing this. I could be folding laundry. I could be, you know, whatever, but making time for yourself is just as important. Yes. And you know, another thing, and this will probably be my last piece of advice and then we can kind of wrap up, summarize all of our tips, but yep. Um, one thing I've started doing is on my long runs, you know, when I'm not trying to push for time and I, I can just kind of listen to what I want to listen to. Um, I really like listening to audiobooks and yes. I use my long runs as time to listen. So that helps motivate me to get out the door. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to know, you know, what's happening in my book. Mm-hmm. I want to finish it. Um, so I, you know, I put it on, I listen to a few chapters and you know, then I, I have something to kind of motivate me and something to entertain me while I'm out on my runs if I'm running alone. Yeah, it helps pass the time and it gives you something to look forward to for sure. Exactly. So to summarize, I think um, our tips or at least my first tip was like be realistic. Like we said, schedule it in, um, Mm -hmm. find an accountable like an accountability partner or some sort of support community. Um, make sure that you're fueling properly so that you are rested and have enough energy to actually do it. And, um, what other things did we say? Uh, give yourself a goal gift for sticking to your guns. Um, if you don't have an accountability partner, some sort of accountability tool, whether it's a, um, whether it's a running coach or just telling your roommate or your husband or your partner or a friend that you're going for a run um and giving yourself something to look forward to on your runs whether it's uh, a podcast like this one hint, uh-huh. hint. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, an audiobook a uh 
uh, maybe it's even a type of fuel that you really enjoy that you only get to have during your runs. I actually really right? like my little chews that I use and I'm sure yes. we'll talk about our favorite running fuel at some point, but, um, Absolutely. you know, little treats along the way. Also, I've started doing after long runs. I let myself have a nice, uh, nice Epsom bath soak, which is just yes. really enjoyable. That's another little treat that I give myself if I accomplish my long run. Yeah, recovering, um, not to prolong this, but recovery is, like fueling, is essential to reaching your goals. So taking that day off during your, uh, your training schedule, your training week, and actually like recovering after rolling out, taking a bath, those are all imperative as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we'd love to hear what your resolutions are. So send us messages, send us emails. Um, also send us what wine you're drinking. If you have yes. any favorites, we love trying new wine. Um, I typically won't spend more than like $20. $20 right. is super expensive to me for wine. <laughs> uh, usually it's like $10 or under, but I will splurge every now and then for a $15 bottle. Wow. <laughs> Send us your favorites so that we can try them. And uh, we will be back in a few weeks with our tips for cold weather running. Ooh, yes. I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. So we will catch you guys in a few weeks. Thanks, guys. Be sure to check out the show notes for everything we chatted about today. And for more from me, Nicole, check out fitfulfocus.com and from Anne-Marie at thefitfoodiemama.com. And for any questions, you can email us at runnerswhowine, that's wine like the beverage, at gmail.com.